Welcome to our initial podcast for Roll for Insanity. We're glad you're here and hope you enjoy your time with us. We sincerely apologize for the audio quality, but due to the COVID virus and the stay-at-home orders, it's prevented us from meeting in person. Uh, we've decided to move forward and utilize this online recording media for now, and we hope to be back in the studio to record soon. Uh, let's start the first podcast off with a roll call for our host at hand. Um, my name is Kevin Fitzgerald, and I am definitely the eldest in the group. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since 1979, and I'm currently running a campaign for my co-host in attendance tonight uh, using the 5th edition platform. And I'm going to turn it over to Clay. Hey guys, my name is Clay Miller, uh, and I actually only recently started playing D&D regularly. Before that, I played some kind of fun homebrews with my buddies, uh, but I'm fresh to it, eager to learn, and uh, hope to bring some wacky and edgy insight. And that's way more than enough, so I'll pass it off to Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan Fitzgerald. Um, I've been playing D&D for, I guess, coming up on a decade now. Um, I like to think of myself as a seasoned player and a pretty okay DM. Um, I've run a few games uh, ranging from 3.5 to Pathfinder to 5e, and I've played some other off-the-wall stuff that strays from D&D even, like Shadowrun. But uh, I love every single part of the game, and I hope that uh, I can share some good insight. And uh, here's Bree. Thank you. Uh, my name is Bree Miller, and I'm the new player of this campaign. Uh, I'm starting off with the 5e version. I was introduced to the world of Dungeons and Dragons in early 2018. All I got up to was building my character and listening to the first hour of the session play out. I'm finally playing this campaign with my friends, and I'm learning as I go, and I'm so glad that I've, I've done it. And this is Roll for Insanity. And we have Nathan. Nathan, he's in the background. And Nathan Cooper is our webmaster, our fact checker, and pretty much our technician extraordinaire. And uh, we hope to get him on the podcast in the future. Uh, but right now, he's just kind of in the background making sure everything works. So let's uh, get started with our very first meeting here. Um, this broadcast is dedicated to the COVID-19 virus. Thank you so much. Woo! We, here's to you, COVID. <laughs> we Social had distancing. actually... What's that? Social distancing. Yes. Yeah, we are very, very social distancing at this point. Um, we've had to uh, take our, um, our ideas and we're slowly starting to move them into uh, the digital realm. But uh, we, we did start uh, as a social gathering. Um, we played every weekend, and we would go for hours. We've had a campaign running since, uh, boy, I don't even know. it. Probably back, in, I think we started in December, and we were really getting into it. And unfortunately, uh, everything kind of just came to a complete stop. So we are actually in the process of uh, uh, taking the game to probably Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds, depending on uh, all of our players, and we're still working that out. But you know, this is uh, this is new for us old, you know, the old guys and the old gals in the in the the lineup because we started with paper, pencil, and dice. Uh, we might have shared a player handbook back in the day. Uh, the dungeon master, if he was lucky actually had a dm guide 
and you know this was something that we could play anywhere uh no battle maps no you know no tabletop uh, tokens or figures and it, it was you know basically everything was in theater in the mind and so now we're moving into uh the digital age where not only are the the, the maps and the the pieces and the tokens and the backgrounds um you have storylines you have you know, where you can drop uh all kinds of art uh images and it it's taken away some from the what i would call the the romance of dungeons and dragons but that's because i'm from the old school a lot of kids that are playing now even well not even kids uh adults that are just starting are learning to work in the digital realm um uh, wizards of the coast uh, has been uh moving forward to the digital platform wizards of the coast is who took over the uh dungeons and uh, dragons licensing in case uh, you didn't know about that so i'm going to open it up and let's see who has uh, <laughs> some feelings one way or the other do you like going to digital do you rather play you know would you rather play uh, the old style papal and papal <laughs> paper and pencil um <laughs> What a day. Ooh. Anyway, so what do you guys think? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, like... Well, I just, first of all, I wanted to let everybody know what Roll20 and Fancy Grounds were in case they're unfamiliar. Um, and then I'll let anyone else talk, but I figured this was an important thing to get out there. Um, Roll20 is an in-browser online website where um, you can play with other people online D&D. Um, they offer a lot of free resources, so it's super easy to just get in and start playing 5e. Um, they have an integrated like, rulebook, so um, all of the base core rules you can have free access to without having to pay for anything. And it's very helpful if you've never played before and you aren't sure if you're going to be interested, and, or if you have players that are across like the country, I guess, like I do. I have a lot of friends in different places uh, that I've been running a campaign for for coming up on a year now. Um, and we've met every week on Wednesday nights, and we've been able to maintain a consistent schedule because of Roll20. And Fantasy Grounds is very similar, the only difference being that it is an application instead of a uh, web browser, like a web page based thing. Um, and so you would have everybody else also download the application and you can connect to somebody's server. And uh, besides that, it works very much the same. You can buy modules and stuff through like an online store and you can kind of plug those right into your program. So I just thought I'd uh, get that clarification out of the way. No, well, thank you, Ryan. Cause I didn't know what roll 20 was cause I am an ignorant, ignorant man. And congratulations on having a, you know, a weekly thing going for that long. I mean, that's I know. Crazy. Yeah, I haven't even had friends that long. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you have friends, but you guys meet up every week. Yeah, I'm hoping to do something special for our one-year anniversary. So I don't know. Maybe some of my players will get some special loot or something. We'll see. Well, don't forget your anniversary because they're all going to get really ornery with you. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how our campaign transitions into online. Especially because at the end of our last campaign, me and uh, a buddy of mine that's also in the campaign, not on the recording today, we were hunting a deer, and I want to know if I got the deer. It's I'm really excited. It's something 
so silly, but like I've gotten connected to this, to the idea that I'm out hunting for a deer, and I have been hunting for a deer for the last month and a half, while the uh, the game's been on pause. Mm. So I hope to come back very grizzled with a long beard, and hopefully a deer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope so. Mm. Uh, we'll have to see what kind of a hunter you are. I mean, mm. I, I'm no ranger, but I did bring a ranger with me. <laughs> I'll be the, the witty banter. I'll keep the rangers sane. And scare all the deer away. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I know I, I personally enjoy playing in person because I'm super social, but I think going online is going to be fun because it's digital and it's all covered in RGB lights and glitter and metal and <laughs> just like all the other millennial things. So I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good time. I don't know about you guys. What about uh, Bree? How do you feel about it? I feel excited. I feel because I've only played, I want to say, about five times uh, with you in this current campaign. It's going to be different and almost maybe a little less nerve-wracking. I forget that I'm my character when we're all here in person and not myself. I forget that I'm Katze and all they care about is what Katze's doing. And so I think I'll be able to relax a little bit more and maybe experiment on what my character is actually like on the internet versus in person. But I think I'll like both. I like seeing everyone personally. And so I like those interactions, even though we're not supposed to come out of character. I know it happens sometimes, but I think I'm going to fit into Katze a little bit more once we start playing online. That's actually an interesting insight. And I think raises a pretty good question. Do you think that, and this is to everyone, that, Playing online would actually serve to aid uh, roleplay in that way, since you're kind of like isolated on your own, so you can get into your character a little bit better. I think absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people that are super shy in person. Um, I know I used to be shy. Uh, I couldn't. You talk used to be people. shy. I know, right? And now I can't <laughs> shut up. It's oh. crazy. You know, something snapped inside me. Uh. I got bit by a radioactive, charismatic guy, and here I am. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people just have, you know, a hard time interacting with people in person. Maybe they're shy or maybe they're just not confident in their character, but not having to sit there surrounded by six other people staring at you. I think that that can help a lot. Mm. Um, you know, the maybe for the more socially distant people, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase right now. Yeah, um, and I think, well, yeah, ahead, I though. mean, but the, if you look, um, there are uh, some new studies out talking about the therapeutic benefits of D and D, and I think with being having the electronic um, channel available, you might have people that would never go because honestly, unless you know somebody who's playing D and D, or you know, what is the likelihood of you actually going to some type of an event? you know, on your own, if you don't know anybody, you've never played before, this kind of gives you a way to get in and nobody knows who you are, you know, and, you know, so what, you make a fool of yourself, fine, you change your name on the character and you start <laughs> over again. Hmm. There are some benefits to it, but they, they've actually have been talking about actual therapy for mental illness for people that are, that, you know, they're, they're starting to utilize Dungeons and Dragons, that it's come a long way. And, you know, the stigma back in the, you know, the 70s when Gary Gygax first started because of the nature of the Dungeons and Dragons portion. And, you know, you're thinking medieval 
um, there was a big proponent for like demonic elements and you know there was always good versus bad they never designed it to be that way but that's the way that it kind of was conveyed and there was you know very bad um stories and you know and they weren't getting any type of positive you know reaffirmation from any of the the news outlets or the, the news outlets or the media and because of that you know everybody if you play dnt boy don't talk to anybody don't tell anybody you do that mm. and it was you know i mean there were times when um it, it really almost stopped and i think having this available to people that are very comfortable on the computer playing you know all types of you know the first per first person shooting um types of scenarios and that kind of thing this gives them uh, an opportunity to really express themselves and I think that's a plus. Now, for somebody who, you know, I would consider myself more of a purist, it's a little bit harder for me to make that change because that's not something I ever started on. And I'm, you know, I'm more in for the social aspect. And I love just being able to, you know, get around and hang out with people. However, now with the, uh, you know, the, the, in, the invention of Discord and all these other uh, chat programs that are available to people that allows you to have that almost that you know that first person type of interaction with the you know your friends and like ryan said you can be all the way around the world it doesn't matter as long as you know the guy in new zealand doesn't mind getting up at three in the morning to start to play it, it, that's you know pretty much the only limitation to it so yeah and, i know absolutely uh, I mean, Ryan, you've got people all across the country playing with you? Um, so the way that it split up is um, I started this campaign actually when I was still going to school in Arizona. So I had some friends out there that were playing. I had some friends back here. Um, and then I had some other friends that live in a different part of California, um, a bit to the north, I think, by Yukaipa. Um, and so the issue was we still wanted to keep playing, but we were all in different places. And even if I was home, California, like I am right now, I wouldn't be able to play in person with the people in Yukaipa without them driving like a few hours down to like meet up. Um, and now that I have like people from all over, it's like, well, I kind of either got to <laughs> do like you know once every few months it's just like a get together kind of thing where everybody drives over or i you know do it online and so we decided to go with that and it just kind of worked out and you know we've just been going for a year straight now so solid yeah solid. very solid good stuff man but yeah it's really cool um i like the um you can just kind of play with anyone I haven't done people from other countries, but obviously the, the proof is there. Like, uh, yeah, as long as they're willing to get up for it at the right time, play, then, you know, you got a party. That's crazy. It really is crazy. I'm, I'm super excited to find out more about Roll20. Um, I, it, I'm just, I'm, I'm bummed. You know, and I keep thinking about all those people that like had just started a campaign mm. and they put everything together. All these DMs had a great story. They were like, all right, we are meeting up March 
whatever. And then we get smacked with some COVID just right yeah. in the face. And and here we are, those poor people. I wonder how, what do you guys think? Do you think people are going to transition to digital during this time? Or do you think that a lot of D&D games are going to kind of stagnate? Um, I think it depends because a lot of people, as far as they know about D&D, it's only played in person. I think that they're definitely a smaller subset of people that actually know that you can play online because there are only a handful of programs, right? There's like Fantasy Grounds, Tabletop Simulator, and Roll20, and that's about all that I know off the top of my head. So if like I didn't know about that, obviously I wouldn't know to switch to online, and then there might be people like um, who are older who don't know about them even like in passing, and so they're just like, okay, well, we're going to wait until quarantine's over to play again. So I feel like there's probably a generational split. I think a lot of the younger kids who know about online services like that are probably going to make the transition, but I think uh, groups of older people probably won't. And being the older people in this group, um, I would I would say yes. Only for the sake that I, I think as far as a player going digital, it's not as big of a change versus being the dungeon master. And the only reason I say that is because you're you're going from books and charts that you're comfortable with, and now you're trying to figure out how to do that. A lot of the programs, Roll Roll20 is probably the simpler and probably, I would say, the more sleek uh, of the, the, the three that you talked about. And Roll20 also works on, if I remember right, it works on tablets, both on the iOS side and uh, in uh, the uh, native um, uh, Android, yeah. where Fantasy Grounds, you must have a, either a PC, a Mac, and I believe it does work on Linux. But that being said, you know, with so many people out there with uh, tablets nowadays, um, the Roll20 in we're not sponsored by them, but I would say they're probably the better bet. And um, if you if you look at it, the Roll Twenty, you can you have a free uh, client program. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. But um, when you look at that versus having to pay for all of the in-person items and equipment, um, I mean, I think most. Uh, players that are playing Dungeons and Dragons today that are playing face to face and physical, I I would say they all have an addiction for dice. You know, I don't know many that don't have like you know fifteen or twenty sets of dice because you know honestly you you have to have a different color for you know what you're doing Guilty. and uh, it, yeah and you know so and, fun to roll <laughs> and the newest uh, newest trend is the uh, the dice jail. Um, because when they're not when they're not behaving, you know, nicely, they get put in jail. But you know, behave. when when you come to look at it that way, I think that you know maybe the electronic is even a better venue for somebody who may not have money to you know to buy the dice, to buy the books. Um, yeah, you can get online copies of the um, all of the different um, the books usually. Um, I don't know how legal all of those are. Um, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know about that. So I don't know. But you know, when you look at it, there may be a you know a really positive benefit of going electronic. 
However, um, sorry, I just wanted to, on the topic of uh, I wanted to step back a little bit where you were talking about um, how the swap for DMs was specifically like uh, harder than swapping as a player. Right. And it, it kind of ties into your whole uh, thing on books right now. Um, I just wanted to kind of offer some insight of my own here. Um, so when I DM'd Tabletop, I know that all of my like looking up stuff was in like the Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master Guide, like the physical books. But as I moved to um, online, I would go to reference my books, and one of my players would have already looked it up online and found it. And so <laughs> over time, I've just started using online resources more and more. And my personal favorite is 5e Tools, not sponsored, by the way. Um, but they're really good. They have pretty much everything you could ever want on there. And it's just like you can search for anything. It's great. But yeah, sorry, getting back to your point on books. No, um, totally, totally. That's a you know, that's a really good point. The issue is, you know, you have a lot of, uh, you know, equipment as a DM. Usually, you know, when it, it depends on how you play. Again, um, a lot of them, you know, have the battle maps and they use the the tabletop figures, and you know, and they can they can go crazy and they can have terrain and they can have you know all kinds of things out there um just the basic dungeon master has to have either a set of books uh and you know or some way to get to them electronically but when you look at that you have to have dice and a lot of times you know your newer players they're not going to have a player handbook so you make you have to make sure you have at least one player handbook on hand especially you know in the the process of creating the character that becomes you know essential because a lot of the new players don't have it now brie you know came in and um i did not have one <laughs> there you go we still don't and, and so I had nothing you know, but the clothes on my back and you know what and that's okay because that's you're the people we want to get involved we want you know especially you know new players and girls especially you know this back in the day you know D D was for nerdy boys and that was it uh, you know, and if you play D and D, usually you find yourself being pummeled on a playground somewhere. You know, going home with a bloody nose and torn clothes. Uh, not so much anymore. Yeah, not because talk funny. <laughs> but crowd. nowadays, now you look at it and you look at the people that are playing. You know, you've got stars, you have celebrities, you have, you know, uh, sports athletes. You know, I mean, just from every walk of life, um, everybody is learning that you know this isn't you know quite the the nerdy game that everybody thought. It was technically it is, and they're turning into nerds, but they don't know that. Um, <laughs> we, we won't tell them that. We'll we'll break it to them later. Again, it's that feeling that you're not. I'm not Brie Miller. I'm Katsuya. I'm my character. Right. And we're separate. And exactly. it's whatever I'm doing with my character. And, and I that like that so in. much. That makes me feel like I can blend in, or I can relate to others, or maybe I stand out a little bit. And not everything I do is reflected on me as a person. And I'm just playing a game and I can just have so much fun with it and just tap into that imagination. Maybe I wouldn't in my day to day, just reading or writing or whatever other game I play. Absolutely. It's a good thing that we don't judge you by your character because you set Ryan on fire. Yeah. He well, did it on purpose too. And I didn't think <laughs> that a certain bugbear situation. We're not going into it. Okay. No, we're not going to get into it. We're not. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, my day. question for you, what motivates you outside of D 
the stay-at-home order to further your research or experience with online uh, Dungeons and Dragons? What makes you want to experience it more outside of us having to at the moment? Well, I can uh, I can honestly say that in the the, the hiatus that we've had um, for the campaign, it's actually been really good. Uh, maybe not so much for the players, but uh, the uh, the entire campaign is starting to really meld, and I've had time to go through that. So yeah, you got three months to prep instead of one that's, week. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and let me tell you, it could be good or it could be bad. It just depends on how it, it lays out. But no, honestly, um, having the time to sit back and you know kind of go through that, y- y- there is a, a grind in in trying to do a weekly you know campaign. Uh, you know, Ryan knows that, and you know, and his is you know all online, so it's a little bit easier because he's not having to travel. You know, he doesn't have people having to come to his house or going to another well, house. It's easier or, on them. I have to go and right. find all the battle maps every well, week. That's true, true. Um, but it is, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, um, the online actually seems to be you know very relevant, and it may be something that we we stay in. Uh, you know, maybe we stay with that. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I do like being able to, you know, meet in person. Um, it's just, you know, being able to see facial expressions and, you know, that kind of thing. There, that's where you, that's what you lose. You know, the whole um, the shifty you know, eyes digital. and the snickers and the, all of that. And it, it, and it just, yeah. And I mean, you know, sometimes you, you know, you look at one character and they're looking at the other character and they don't see them looking at them. And, you know, it's like, oh boy, they're, you know, they're not trusting him anymore. Um, so there's always that there's that interaction that, you know, there's body language and, and things that you just miss when you're playing digital. But again, yeah. it does knock down barriers, uh, especially for those that, that are shy or, you know, introverts, uh, that would normally not go out. We have a local hobby shop that, uh, in, on the weekends on Friday and Saturday night, they have open games. You can go in and they'll give you, I'm pretty sure a, a pre-made character. And, you know, they, they oh, let you test perfect. it out. Well, and the reason being, it makes sense for them, too, because eventually they know you're going to buy dice, you're going to buy books. You know, why don't we give you the opportunity to play and get, you know, you basically hook you. And that's great. Yeah. Exactly. But now the problem <laughs> is, is when you look at that, um, how many people do you guys know that would just on their own, just like I said, step up and go? Now, if you had a friend to go. That might be different if you could get somebody else to go. But there's still that stigma. There still isn't, you know, cool to be, you know, a player with, you know, playing in the Dungeon and Dragons realm. Um, so that being said, you know, the, the digital version maybe kind of breaks down that barrier, allows you, like I said, you can go in completely, you know, um, incognito and nobody would know who you are. You could do whatever you wanted to do. Now, if you're in a friendly environment, like we're all friends, that makes a big difference. I mean, when we come together, trying to keep everybody in character sometimes is more of a, a you know, a, a pain just because we are friends. You know, maybe if we weren't, you know, that we'd be, be able to stay more in character. Um, that and we like to eat a lot. Oh, and I don't know if That's we true. mentioned this. Um, I think 90% of our cast here uh, has some form of uh, attention deficit disorder. So if, yeah, so if we're switching channels on you really quickly, don't worry, we'll come back really soon. Maybe. It's just, maybe. 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 Or we'll just go on to something else. How far the tangent goes out. So, (laughs) 
but you know so i mean i think there are pluses to both and i don't know you know uh, ryan you've played digitally quite a bit um we've played together uh in other campaigns of another friend of ours that ran several campaigns and i think they're good um but you know the player still has that learning curve you still got to learn how the program works you know how do you do this how do you do that Right. And when you don't have somebody there in person saying, oh, this is how you're going to do it. This is what you do. Push this button here, slide this over here. That makes it a little more difficult. So then again, that, you know, that weighs more in, you know, should we play, you know, in person, the physical sometimes is a better, you know, better fit. So I think it just depends on your personality and what you feel comfortable with, you know, and Clay, I know you, you haven't played on the, you know, the actual tabletop programs. But oh. you you've been in the you know digital and the gaming community long enough. Would you yeah. feel comfortable? You know, do you think you would feel comfortable doing this without a problem? Oh, I think I could do it easy. Yeah, I mean, I I transition really quickly. I would love to do something digitally. Mostly, I just like the interaction with all of us. But I mean, even with that, even with my proclivity for digital stuff, I prefer being in person. I am so much funnier in person. You guys can't see my it is face so, right now. So funny. I am so funny. See? I am. I, am. I promise. We've lost, we've lost eye contact. We don't have any yeah. body language. We don't know. You see, Clay, right now you're not funny because we can't see you. Yeah. See? And that's the thing. Yeah, that's I have a, a funny voice. So you guys laugh at me, but it's not nearly as funny because you guys can't see my funny faces. No, I agree. <laughs> Even uh, though I've been playing online for, again, like a year now consistently. I'd still prefer playing in person. I like being able to see people and I love being able to roll dice. Like yeah. you can simulate dice rolling on roll 20. So it's they not like the kinda, same. It, but it's not the same. Not yeah. even close. That would be the one thing I would miss would be rolling my dice. Yeah, they on roll 20 uh. they have like 3D models of dice that roll if you have the like option enabled and so it's you, you get like a visual representation but I don't know. You still can't hey, help but feel that there's a computer <laughs> just picking a number at random. It's the, the sound. Right. Yes, yeah, and I can't sound. take that digital dice. I like the dice. weight in my hands and the many different ways I just throw my wrist out. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> stack all of your digital dice on top of each other. So Yeah, and then your table mates can't my knock them over. Pound dice, yeah, my 10-pound dice. My ginormous dice. Yeah. Yes. Which are well, the Three has master. a gigantic pair of dice. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I be, bequeathed her the geriatric dice. They are perfect. They are, you me. know, I can see them across the table and I'm blind, so that's really good. And that way you know she's not cheating. They're... Yeah, downside, right. you can't they are on your dice rolls. royal purple. <laughs> the numbers are clear and they're heavy. They're just amazing. I can yeah, if you get really mad, dice. you can throw them at other players, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, I, you know, it's... There, the pros and cons on both. I mean, if you look at it, like I said, you know, Clay, you'd be comfortable with it. I'm not quite as comfortable. I mean, I'm I'm technically savvy, but it's not something that I'm comfortable. I've never been one of those that uh, that plays online games. Uh, when I did play online games, uh, they were basically text-based adventures. I mean, that shows my age. That shows how back, you know, how far back I go. Um, but you know, I'm now, sensing that you like these adventure games. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just getting this weird <laughs> feeling that you like adventure games. And, you know, and I, and I love the, the whole genre, you know, that's my preference for reading, you know, same thing when I, when I read, um, it's either that or science fiction, but you know, I mean, there's just something about, uh, the medieval, 
you know, type of genre where it's, you know, it's an age long gone, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it, it makes me feel like I can be part of that still. I was definitely born in the wrong century. Maybe the Oh, yeah. You were meant to be a knight defending a fealty. And, you know, maybe someday we'll get there. Yeah, you were robbed of that. I'm sorry. Eh, no, I, I honestly, I probably would have been the uh, drunken dwarf, uh, to, you know. That's, nah, he was uh, meant to be a trouble. dwarf king, for <laughs> sure. Uh, yes. I would say yes. so. Remember all those dwarves that they had a century oh, yeah. ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the dragons. Oh, man. That's uh, right. Thank God awful. they're gone. I mean, I'm an actual. It is a shame that uh, magic stopped existing, though, so. That's right. Oh, man. Well, you just have to believe, Ryan. You have to believe. <laughs> it's still here. Yeah, I, I mean, would... going back to something earlier, uh, for those people that do have a hobby shop that does stuff like that, where you can go and interact with people, you know, being shy, I get that. Try to push yourself out a little bit. Don't be so afraid of interacting with these people. They're dorks. We're all dorks. We're nerdy. We enjoy doing stuff like this. These are not people to be intimidated by. These are potential friends. These are people that you can interact with outside of D&D. Try it. Just go out. If everybody's mean to you, which I promise they won't be mean to you, D&D players are some of the most nice, welcoming people that you will ever meet because they really want you to play the game with them. Unless it's but, that guy. Unless no. it's that Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get into really that guy. If they really wanted to intimidate it's... you, they would roll for it first. Yes. <laughs> kind of go and then for you're it. in it. <laughs> Quite a bit of truth in that. Uh, and, you know, if, you know, it should be known that, you know, if you do go to these, you might find out you're not the nerdiest in the group. Probably uh, won't be. Nope. Yeah. It's very if you're, true. You, if you're the second person to the D&D &D campaign, the first person is the nerdy one. <laughs> the one that's trying to get everybody's like, come on, guys. It's really fun. I swear. Is that, Just, uh, is that an oxymoron? Can you be a cruel, I mean, a cool nerd? Can that, what did you call can, me? A cool nerd? Before can that. And, uh, an oxymoron. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. No, it's an uh, oxen. Yeah. Oh, I'm now I'm an ox. Yeah, you're That's a right. dumb ox. Yeah. We're gonna move on. I'm getting heated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are cool nerds. Uh, Bill Gates with the glasses. He can jump over a chair. He can jump over a chair. Standing. Oh, this guy's the coolest guy so, I've ever seen. Not not just a, a a nerd, but a jock. An athlete. Yeah. Wow. All these things athlete. and more. Well, if you've never seen that video, please go look up Bill Gates jumping over a chair. You'll find it pretty <laughs> Pause the podcast. Go to YouTube. We'll wait. Yeah, so I think we're um, we're we're gonna we're gonna proceed with the um, the digital campaign. We'll see how that goes, and uh, we'll keep you you know updated on our on our progress, and and we'll let you know how that's going. Um, the future podcasts are pretty much open to anything Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's pretty much the way we had it set up. We don't want to, you know, box ourselves into any type of particular um, uh, type of um, uh, situations or themes. That being said, um, if you run out to our website, um, you can subscribe, but you can also uh, shoot us a message. Let us know, you know, what, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear? Um, we uh, are still building the website. We've got uh, quite a bit going on. Uh, Nathan, our, the man behind the scenes, has done really well. So what we want to do is just make sure that uh, you have the website. It's www.roll4, the number four, 
Insanity.com. Uh, check out our media pages as well. And, you know, I want to make sure that we have time, you know, to finish up this, this podcast, but I definitely want to make sure you guys, you know, get involved. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. And if you have ideas for future shows, shoot them to us at roll the number four insanity help at gmail.com. We read all the emails. There's nothing too small. If you think that I've got a funny voice, you can send it to me there. You can also subscribe to our email newsletter for when we're going to update with new episodes and things. That's on our website as well. And if you're new, if you're trying to get started and get prepped for a tabletop game, you can go ahead and check out our page. We also have, you know, links to things that we think might be good for newer players, people that are trying to get established, as well as a few videos on common things that you're going to come up with in a regular tabletop game. And also, according to Nathan, we have a blog now. Breaking we news, have a blog. we have a blog. Breaking yes. news. So Our guy in the chair has confirmed that we have a blog. So yes, cool. Have. Thanks, Nate. He's so cool. <laughs> somebody, I love our guy in the chair. It's also on the website. Yeah, so. but somebody's going to tell the old guy here what a blog is. Um, think of the word like web. a giant turtle. Uh, it walks turtle. around, and you can tape things to it, like words. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if people want to track down the turtle, they can read it. It's really cool. They call it a blog because that's the noise it makes. It just goes blog. Like a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah like a Pokemon. Yeah. So, you know, I'll tell you when you're older. We'll tell you more about it once we're off. Yeah, you'll have to teach me. Sorry, guys. No, yeah, absolutely. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us more, you know where to find us. Uh, anybody else have anything to say before we sign off? No. Good. (laughs) All right. Well, then we will talk with you guys later. Have a good one and happy gaming until. Take care, all.